It is time for our weekly political panel. Dr. Lori Turnbull, Associate Professor of Political Science at Dalhousie, and Alex Boudelier, Senior National Politics Reporter for Global News. Welcome back to the program. Let's talk numbers. Everybody's got big numbers. I've got the numbers. I can win. I've got, except for Jean Charest, like, I don't really, I just, I promise I have the numbers. Can we talk about uh, Pierre Poliev? Has he run away with this? Is that is that your interpretation of the numbers, Lori? Okay. So I think what we're seeing here is the Polyev campaign wants to come out in a very intimidating way and say, we have signed up like half the world. And so there's no way that anybody else is going to be able to beat me. And so I think the hope is that people who have signed up to vote for other candidates might start thinking that this is a waste of time. You know, there's no way they're going to be able to get enough support to be able to to prevent Polyev from winning. Maybe some people whose membership in the party is fragile because they're you know not lifelong members, but they signed up because it was interesting. And now if they see that, again, Polyev is kind of a foregone conclusion, they're not going to bother to sign up and vote for someone else or sorry, not, you know, they've signed up, but they're not going to bother to actually cast the ballot. That's always going to be a challenge with a, a race this long is when you sign people up in the first half, are they going to be still there for you in the three months, particularly if they're not lifelong members? Uh, Alex, am I wrong to kind of uh, snicker at this news that, um, well, we don't see any reason to delay because we've signed up so many people, just so many people want to join our party. Uh, that, that seemed an odd bit of news today. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. I've been hearing for weeks that, you know, the party was anywhere from three weeks behind in processing the new memberships to up to six weeks behind, which would be um, catastrophic. The party came out yesterday uh, and again today saying, no, 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 we, we're on top of this. You know, we expect to send out the ballots in late July, early August. And, you know, members will have a month to to mail in their ballot with uh, with their leadership choices. Um, you know, it's it's difficult to say. The campaigns certainly all have their own opinion on this as to, you know, how fast and how well the party is working. The party has its own opinion on that. So it's tough to really know uh, you know, without being actually behind the scenes and getting a look at the work yourself, who's telling the truth. Uh, but for now, you know, the party says that they're on track for that September 10th vote. Um, in terms of the numbers, uh, you know, math's not my strong suit, but if, if both Pierre Polyev and, and Patrick Brown are to be believed, they between them, they had signed up 460,000 uh, conservative members. That's either new members they're bringing to the party or, you know, lapsed members who, who signed up through their websites. Um, that would mean that the remaining four candidates only signed up a maximum of 140,000. Um, and, you know, regardless of what you think about the Jean Charest campaign so far, um, I would find it hard to believe that uh, they signed up less than 100,000. So, you know, it's it's really, you know, a game of posturing. And as Laurie said, you know, that, that 310,000, 311,000 number that Polyev put out certainly does look intimidating. So then, Laurie, what does the summer hold as you, you have this, as you talk about, it's kind of a flex from the Poliev camp on, on numbers. Is it more strong arming from that, you know, the perceived front runner to get everybody to fall in line like this thing's a foregone conclusion? I mean, he hasn't done really anything that I can see to try to appeal down ballot. He is taking this as I am going to nail this on the first ballot. I am the front runner. And so I think that's why he's the only candidate who doesn't seem to be interested in having another debate, for example. He's only got something to lose, right? The, where the rest of them are trying to pick up, uh, whether it's first, first rank support or down ballot support so that they can keep their candidacy going for longer. I think we saw in the leadership debates, the candidates uh, kind of 
not so much as gang up on Pierre Polyev, but unite anyway a little bit in their uh, criticisms of, for example, his comments about the Bank of Canada and monetary policy and things like that. We can see the other candidates trying to slow down Pierre Polyev's lead, give themselves an opportunity to catch up. And so I think now that all the memberships are signed up, yes, we're going to see the, can- the party itself work to try to do the administrative stuff to be able to get everybody's ballot out and get it back. And if they can't prove that that's happening, there are going to be questions around um, the integrity of the process from a perspective that you might have some people get their ballot too late. They're not be able to, going to be able to get it back. And then you've got questions about whether the results are valid. And we even, you know, it's interesting. We saw the chief electoral officer of Canada this week talk about maybe extending the length of federal campaigns, not because he loves the politics of it, but because the administration, given the mail-in ballot, is taking longer. And so it's an interesting look at just how long it takes to do these sorts of things. But I think the rest of this is going to be about the the five candidates who don't seem to be the front runner trying to keep this you know get as much dust kicked up around it as possible so that they can keep momentum going over the summer and they're able to get candidates who, or members who signed up for somebody else to take a look at them hmm. i hadn't really thought of it in terms of the the membership issue about not being solved in time and and what that might might do to the outcome of the race um can we switch gears to liberal ndp merger there's been a lot of talk another front page uh piece in the paper today about you know should the Ontario NDP should the Liberals should they get together it 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 sort of reminds me of you know where, where the right is when you know federally you know like oh we gotta reunite and come together how do we possibly win you know after two losses for the Liberals now we're talking about this and is there anything to it Laurie do you think is it possible ever that these two parties could get together I mean it's it's one thing to look at it from the perspective of, you know, hey, there's a bunch of vote splitting going on on the progressive side, and wouldn't it make sense to combine those? And that's some kind of the same logic that has been used on the right side to, re- to merge parties there. I mean, you've got two different parties, but you've also got two different leaderships, two different brands. Um, it's not necessarily the case that you're going to be able to take the two, put them together, and all those people who supported those two parties are going to keep going coming out. It, it doesn't necessarily work like that. And so, At the same time, though, you look at something that happened in Ontario last week with that election where only 40 people, 40 percent of people or so showed up to vote. Only roughly 40 percent of them voted progressive conservatives. And now they have, you know, a serious majority. Right. And so part of it is like the other the the merger conversation is the other side of the the coin of the electoral reform conversation. Hmm. Alex, your thoughts on any kind of potential merger? Well, you know, I'm old enough to remember 2011 when, you know, all the smart takes were that the only way the Liberals would ever come back to power is if they merged with the with Jack Layton's NDP. Uh, four years later, Justin Trudeau won a historic majority going from third place to, to majority government. So, you know, I think I think it's natural to sort of talk about, you know, the progressive side of, of the ticket and, you know, where it makes sense to work together. But keep in mind, like as Laurie was saying, these are two different brands, but they're also two different organizations with their own history. And, you know, I know here in, in, in Ottawa, you know, the, the NDP are as skeptical of the liberals as they are of conservatives. And just look at the blowback that, that uh, Jagmeet Singh got from his own party for even doing a deal with the, with the Trudeau government. Um, I don't think a merger, you know, is on the table. Uh, but then again, you know, politics is very weird these days. So I'm, I'm not willing to rule anything out. <laughs> hey, that's a that's a good policy. Alex, great to talk to you. Lori, thanks again. Thank you too. Take care. Thank you. Bye.
That is Lori Turnbull, Associate Professor of Political Science at Dalhousie, and Alex Boudelier, Senior National Politics Reporter for Global News.